Hello, guys and girls, girls and guys, and welcome to another episode of This Is So Us, a podcast created to talk about the highs and lows of growing up different or maybe not so different at all. In this week's episode, we talk work-life balance, best interview practices, and how we've embellished our resume. I encourage you to live tweet as you listen with T-I-S-U and subscribe so you're in the loop for when new episodes come out. So let's chat your ears off, make you laugh, and get right into it. Hi, Clara. Hi, Emily. We're back in the podcast studio. So, fun fact for everyone here. This is our first episode in 2023. Woo! So exciting. Um, Clara is still sick, but the good news is she is recovering. We also have Emily sick (laughs) in this week's episode, so... All around us. Sickness is following us wherever we're going. Yeah. Hashtag sick buddy. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and we have the snow. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's it fun. randomly appeared. Is it out there with you? Yep. Okay, it just took over. It definitely took over. It's not it's great. It, it's definitely not great. But it does bring us to our first topic of this week's episode, which is work-life balance. So how do we, you know, how do we feel about work-life balance? Is there, like, I know for me specifically, so my work schedule is Monday to Thursday. So it's really weird that I have, like, Friday off, and then I have to go back to work on the Saturday, and then I'm off Sunday. So it's, it's like, relax, work, relax. So what I've done is I've emailed my supervisor and I was like can we just make Friday and Saturday days off so that we don't have this weird back and forth because recently I went to the club with Clara and then the next day I was like late for work but I wasn't like three hours late I was only like 15 minutes late which is great because I'm still waking up at 9 a.m to go to work but like it's not something we want to do you know what I mean Mm mm-hmm How's your work-life balance, Emily? Uh, I mean, with which job? <laughs> I uh, definitely am one who works a little too much and then struggles with the outside time because I my, a lot of my jobs requires hours that span over a long time. Luckily, I do have a nice singular weekend, which has always really helped. Um, but definitely, I've had a lot of struggles with... Um, like I don't know, especially with the, my like my other job where it's like the hours are all over the place. Like it's mm-hmm. nice having always knowing you'll have time off with the same like group, um, and even longer time. So like sometimes because again we work really long hours, um, we get to have a longer weekend. But it also does not help when I have like a weekend off and then the next day I have like a weekday off. So it's like, but I've heard it's gonna get better. So it's only gonna be like. It's always going to be weekend working and then not. Currently, though, with my current job, though, um, I get weekends off, which is really nice. And I've reduced my hours because I have a couple less bills to pay, so which is nice. I so how do you find juggling the uh, when you're at the other one? Like, how do you find, like, what are your steps or, like, tools that you um, use to make sure that you're still able to, like, separate? I tend to try and either well one of the things is it's really hard when you live with the people you work with but I also find that I personally really enjoy that because then like 
if you've had a really long rough day and it's like you notice something's happening where like someone's getting on like you're getting frustrated with each other there's clashing going on you can then like take that outside time and do something that's not work related so you can then kind of like rebuild that relationship because of the fact Mm. or on the flip side you can also then take that time go do your own thing not even remotely involving anyone it's like i would sit there and like watch netflix or like read a book all by myself for the evening not with anyone else um so it's just kind of oh no uh (laughs) just kind of like depends but I, I definitely they're like try and create the social space so my sort of extroverted side can come out and then that helps me with my work-life balance is making sure that um it's like I don't know just making sure that I have time for me so how are you doing that specifically that's very specific to ask I don't know just like <laughs> Because, like, that's what we want. We want to make sure, like, those that we're still able to have that, like, not work, right? Because, like, people that work, like, it, it, like, it lowers your attitude for the day, right? And you, you, you get sad. I think it's, though, but when you enjoy the job, I find I don't have a problem because I'm also, like, I'm excited to go back in. So I'm honestly, like... I don't know. I just I like the times when I do want some time off though, I tend to just like do something I really love or do something like total like that doesn't even require a singular brain cell essentially. So I can take that time to decompress, de-stress. Um sometimes hang out with friends, depends, but um I guess you could say it's definitely defining me time versus like prepping for work or so I'm like one thing I'm terrible at is prepping in advance for the day of work so like with lunches prepping and all that stuff I'll like put it off and then I'll realize like the morning of I'm like sitting there like I have to make breakfast I have to make lunch I have to figure out what I need and then I'm like dang it that did not help myself so I'm still working on that but it's a goal I do that all the time I'm like bro I have I have to have a breakfast I have to make a lunch what order do I do this in Literally, yeah. It's so, t- like, I, and I every time I do it, I'm like, I should do this differently next time than I never right. do. It's terrible, but I, you know what? We still come through. We still eat lunch. We still make it. It's, it's literally like a New Year's resolution. You're like, I'm going to do it. I'll be better, and I will make it the night before, and then you never do it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, the perk is, like, though that, that one job with the weird hours is luck. A lot of my meals are provided, so mm-hmm. that helps. But so, Clara, tell us about your night shift and how you play with your work-life balance. So, with mine, my schedule is Monday to Thursday um, because we work ten-hour days. So then we have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. So we get a pretty good balance. Like you do work long hours during the like Monday to Thursday but you do get a pretty good balance outside of it I really do like the three days off to like because it gives you enough time to get your stuff done relax one day and then if you wanted to go do something with friends or hang out with someone you can right mm-hmm. um I work from uh 4 20 p.m till 2 20 a.m which I like because I can sleep in um and have time to like hang out like hang around my house or my apartment before I leave yeah um, 
but yeah like working in a factory it's very steady work so your schedule never changes so um it's definitely like like a better work-life balance i find so you're usually doing things like i guess like errands before you go to work or are you dedicated i only i only do that if like i hadn't had time on the weekend because i don't want to like um do too much before work um or try not to but i usually just try to do it on the weekend and you have like like a saturday sunday off weekend or like something else uh friday saturday sunday okay okay that makes sense yeah that sounds like that yeah that's i feel like that's my vibe too is also like um when i have a weekend i take advantage of that so i can get all whatever i need done but then Mm -hmm. like that way you only have like the little pieces left to pick up on the days you're working i guess that's one thing we do Mm yeah either that or i'm i'm with my boyfriend Mm -hmm. which sounds so much fun and also that in itself can be like a super good like zen like calming time compared to work where it's like all right now to de-stress for a little bit exactly yeah that's a good time what about you robert what about me yeah what about you yeah you we want to hear your side I said it the, the first one was oh asking for the longer weekend right yeah anything else oh yeah though? anything specific anything specific <laughs> um no not really um i find that my work life my work is pretty routine routine yeah so like it's pretty easy to schedule everything around hanging it. out times yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. whereas like i know that like other times my weekends were like in the middle of the week so like it'd be like a monday tuesday and it's not really it's not beneficial for doing like social planning but i also feel like it also kind of has some i said also a lot there but um i feel like it has its own pros as well though because you can go and run your errands and it's not as busy yes yeah i feel like that's definitely a thing so on to our next topic (laughs) we're looking at interviews um and how our best best practice for interviews are so i know that like currently with me i'm trying to see if i want to like get a new job or whatever um and so the older we get it i think that you really have to like figure out your best interview practices Mm -hmm. and what helps you for the interview yeah because interviewing is like you know no matter when or how many times you've done it it's still just as stressful as the first time right (laughs) even though you might have been like this is my 45th interview with this company every time i want a new position i have to interview again yeah exactly yeah so i think it's important to have these best practices um i'm gonna give my three best practices but then Mm -hmm. i will ask you ladies if you have three or more so my first interview practice would be definitely know what position you're in for (laughs) um so when i say that i mean like know what what the duties are and what the responsibilities and roles are so know what know what you're getting yourself into is really critical the second one would be um, probably like practicing how like what questions will be asked to you 
that way you're not totally blindsided uh from when they when they ask you these interview questions so maybe just you know think of like think of what they would ask you Mm -hmm. but don't go like too like detailed about the specifics well and also like on that note yeah like researching is so important like uh i know one thing i always do on that note is literally like googling or i know when you're in like a college program or something for that field they'll literally give you like the tips tricks and then like all the questions you might get asked but if that isn't something that happens like if you're in a job field where there wasn't a college course that prepared you for the interviews i know like one thing i did uh for one of those was like i googled um mock questions that for like this type of job and like there would be some right exactly yeah like just like knowing those is really helpful what's your third one uh my third one is bring your bring like be authentically you right so bring your personality Mm -hmm. to the interview right so it really sets you apart from the other candidates now i again this is like me specific so like i'm outgoing i'm extroverted but again when i say bring your personality if you're introverted that's that's totally fine as well just be you throughout the interview right show them why they should hire you and why you're the best candidate yeah exactly that's great how about you clara what are your maybe top two top one top three um i usually um will look up the get like have a little bit of info about the company as well when i'm doing an interview like make sure i know a little bit because sometimes they'll ask for it or sometimes you can put it into questions um i learned i forget if i googled it or how i learned it but i learned that a really good question to ask when they say is do you have any questions for us is um to ask them what they like about the job um right because then it can give you like it can tell you what they like or how it is um Hmm. What else? Um, I know for like the about you, um, that one I always thought it had to be like literally info about you, but I learned that like for that for when you're you're doing about me, you're more explaining like where you've worked previously and how that fits into the role that they want you in, right? So you have to like use your other jobs to kind of be like, you know, I worked here and it was fast paced. Therefore, I I'm very like I can work in a fast paced environment and I can multitask easily and stuff like that. So I learned because uh, I always thought they when they would ask, say that it was more like literally tell me about What's you. Your hobbies? But, <laughs> yeah, literally. But literally, no, it's more like how can your past experience benefit us? But yeah. How about you, Emily? Uh, uh, Tell us your tips and tricks. Yeah, I've definitely honed, racked up a couple tips during my time because I've interviewed for so many different types of jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think one of my big things is off the note of like um, Clara said, like the big thing I learned was um, apparently, I don't know the statistic off by heart, but it's like a large percentage of people who are hiring will hire the people who ask a question at the end 
Right. Like they will not hire a person if they didn't hear a question because it doesn't sound like you're interested. Mm -hmm. And so when I learned that, I was like, okay, so always have like a question prepared. Obviously, like I know, like I've had some jobs where it's like a not as like they're all big, but not as like it's not as important if you do ask a question because you already have a rapport with the person hiring you. That one, it's not as big of a deal. But if it's the person and you're making like a first impression, having that like keenness of wanting to ask them something shows that you're very interested in getting the job, which I think is really good. So like I know it can be something as little as like, like you said, like what do you like about the job? Um, I always like to ask um, with my one where it's like different jobs have different, like completely different needs and skills. I'm like, what would my day-to-day look life mm-hmm. look like like day-to-day life look like like what would be my jobs while i'm working so then they can explain like oh well this is what you would do which a sounds very good but also it like helps you kind of mentally prepare for what you'd be doing there because as much as they fill out those descriptions of your tasks it's never quite exactly the way they describe it yeah like how it ends up actually being because they've obviously done the same as we do in our inter- like our like stuff where we're like we formalize some of the terminology so they do the same so instead of saying like you're gonna help people get their food it's gonna be like we provide the best customer service and um have a speed that allows the customers to be most satisfied with the way and the timing of our product like they'll definitely do the same thing so knowing that someone can like explain it to you makes it way easier um another thing i've learned is um same as robert said as well but like a a little bit off that is the preparing um so yes researching the questions but um um i think also when you're answering the questions in the interview i personally like to under prepare um this is probably beneficial for what i do more than anything else like if you're doing like a different job it's probably better to over prepare and like know things um but for me when it's like um how would you handle this situation it is situation based so for me preparing an answer is not going to be helpful when it's like well i would handle it this way i just kind of talk to them exactly so for me it's 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 a little different with preparing but i do prepare like the ones where what's two strengths and two weaknesses knowing like um with that i always like to find a good weakness that shows i have a weakness but also is a good weakness to have i guess so, like, my weakness is that I'm very um, detail-oriented, which can sometimes lead to me being a little, like, stuck in the details. But I also, like, it still looks good because it's like, oh, she's detail-oriented, but it's also can, like, sometimes slow her down. That's fine. So that's something. Um, and then, I guess, um, like, also, like, some of y'all already said, too, is, like, really researching the company or the people you're going to work for knowing some facts about them um because i feel like then you can also then start striking up a conversation in the interview which makes it a little less uncomfortable right exactly and i think that those like we're not saying like oh like spend 45 minutes like you know doing your page yeah doing like extensive homework but just knowing like oh this is what they do this is kind of operating hours yeah and like even just a little history of like why like the company is a thing like what is what is this company new like oh if you're working in like a a restaurant versus like a factory versus a school versus a broadcasting studio like 
knowing like this broadcasting studio is like the number one in the area and that's like one of their like things is that they're top tier and they've hired in these cool people and I want to be that cool like things like that where it's like this is very niche to this group but it's like just kind of cool facts to be able to pull out and be like they're like oh okay they know what they're doing mm-hmm. this is really good to know and then it makes you kind of a hot commodity stand out from the crowd yeah yeah so i think one important piece of information that we've gathered from this conversation is really just ask that question at the end Mm -hmm. so that know your know your information yeah well i'm just going to summarize everything that we talked about but essentially like i i really enjoy that like the end of it is (coughs) is that um so that we have that question right because if you walk out of the interview and they're not they you don't ask questions it, it it's not gonna like it probably is not the best but it's all it doesn't it, it doesn't benefit you right and i think the older that i get it also like it doesn't have to be a hard-hitting question like clara said right no. like it's it could be something as simple i know as like one of my interviews asked me like what color do you think describes you and i was like hold up i have to actually think about that one which it also tells a lot about you but it's not like that hard-hitting of a question it's not like what do you think about this problem and this economy and this day? And it's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It's like little questions. But just even having a confidence to know that, it's good. Confidence helps, is key. Helps you in the end. And, like, the confidence comes from knowing stuff. So I think it, like, links back to confidence. Having the confidence to ask a question. Because sometimes I feel like people at the end of interviews are like, no, that's all. <laughs> and then they're, yeah, like, they done. Yeah, want to get out. And, like knowing that you have prepared having that confidence that you have prepared and know things and have a question prepared i think that's a big thing and it yeah like you said confidence it it does help you in the interview process right yeah. so you're not nervous when they're asking you these questions mm-hmm. because you're like oh i i i'm knowledgeable i know what what's happening yeah. here yeah it also allows you to like not like have more clear thoughts like you don't have to answer right away so like hey emily what's your greatest like flaw right like you're allowed to take pause that was the big thing i meant to remember is that yeah like i remember one of my favorite interview things and it was a person who was interviewing me told me they're like um you can take as much time as you need to think do not think you need to answer us immediately like, the awkward pauses are okay. Like, because we would rather you sit there and think out a well-planned answer than, just, like, ramble on and, like, m- like <laughs> mouth diarrhea, mouth vomit all over the place on them and be like, they come away being like, I don't know what the thought was in that answer. She said five things at once. Exactly. And I think the older as I get, it, it like, when they say you can take as much time as you mm-hmm. need, it really is just so that you as well can have clear thoughts towards them. Yeah. And um, my favorite thing also that they've done recently in interviews is I am very much a visual person. So they've recently changed where a lot of times now, especially with the video calls, um, they display the questions on the slide or something for you. Oh. Or like we'll type them in a chat. Mm-hmm. Um, that really helps me because oftentimes like things go in one ear out the other and then I'm suddenly like I'll start talking because I thought I knew the answer because I thought I remembered the question and then halfway through my thought I forgot what the question was because I can't see it Mm. so (coughs) having the thing to come back to is very helpful for me I really like it and so sometimes I'll even ask like 
in advance knowing I can go to an interview and be like, is it possible to have like the questions somewhere that I can see? And that comes back to confidence. I love it. Knowing what you want. <laughs> I love it. Um, in the other direction of confidence, we also have uh, the what we've ways we've embellished our resumes, right? So I'm not saying everyone's perfect, but I know personally for me, I have definitely embellished my resume. Um, and I think we just, we're going to talk about thoughts. Is that pros, cons about embellishing? Clara, give me your feedback. Have, um, have you ever embellished <laughs> your resume? <laughs> no, not really. Like maybe change the wording so it sounds better but like i don't think i've ever embellished it okay. and i don't think you should just think just because like yeah you may get the job but if you embellish it and you really don't have those skills then like how are you going to do the job right you're putting yourself in and like i'm awkward yeah 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 um but I don't know. I guess each to their own. If you if it ends up working out, it ends up working out. I'm just I'm one that I haven't done that before. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? I am on the same page as you. I personally don't. Um, I agree. I would do the same thing of like I would take what I do actually know and have done, and like make the the description sound better, fancier. Yeah. Yeah. a better vernacular for it like that sounds good because i think at the end of the day like um it's you're selling yourself so if you sell oversell yourself then that is also then gonna cause you problems down the end like you were saying claire like if i said i could do this and i can't and that's what they expected the job now and I can't deliver what I offered then that is then within the three months means for immediate fire mm-hmm. right exactly so I'm like it's just not worth it to me um I mean yeah I've never pers- like I just haven't done it but I I, I yeah, no. I, I don't know. I don't have anything yeah. to say. I just like, no. No, no, no. You've all made great points. And I'm not saying like, oh, like I'm a liar on my resume. Um, I think it goes with what you're both saying. Like I've used certain verbiage to make sure that I don't sound like a fourth grader. Right? Because like, you know, as someone on the spectrum, I definitely would have not the right words in a resume. Mm-hmm. So like the way you word yourself in a resume I think does say a lot about you. Yeah, I think that's good, especially because I was thinking that as you were saying it, like with my thought processes, like how I ask for the pictures and stuff, it's kind of nice to have a place where like all your feats are written down. So if you do forget in the interview, they have a piece of paper to refer to. So like. And I think that's why, not to like cut you off, I think that's why they <laughs> they allow you, well, that's why they're note taking as well. Yeah. So that. They, they can cross-reference exactly. your resume in your interview. Right. Any feedback, Lara? <laughs> uh, no, not really. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I see you. Um, And so, yeah, back on the topic of, like, you know, how, like, I guess how to write a resume. There's a lot of templates and tools out there. Mm-hmm. So if you're not, the greatest with words as i am not 
don't be afraid to like you know allow your friends family to peer edit your resume oh, right yeah put it don't through be, like 10 people if you can yeah and don't be sh- like shy to share your experiences with mm-hmm. them if you need help yeah um and like learning those tips as you go to about resumes just as much as we talked about tips at interviews like the tips and tricks that people have learned over the years with their resumes like learning like they people don't read past page one on an like a resume so knowing like don't extend it too far as much as it's nice to list all your feats it's sometimes a bit too much mm-hmm. because they will look at for page one and be like this is too long i'm not gonna read this all like apparently like managers will spend like point like three seconds max looking at it in a resume i believe you're also allowed to have more than one resume <laughs> you know what i mean so like depending on what field you're into you're allowed to have like you can take one resume and build it into other resumes depending on like if you do have a lot of work experience like i know that like you yeah, Emily, I have like have, four pages right now <laughs> yeah exactly right so like you've been working since the age of 16 right so like something you also have to know when the timeline of that job mm. is expired and no exactly longer should and be. knowing where the relevance is too like if i'm applying for a job working with youth working with that i'm not gonna put on my like old navy anymore right. because i've now got experience in my own field so i can cut that stuff out and if they want to know great i can be like but i've also worked to like so much because those jobs also show different skills right and that's what i'm saying like you're allowed to pick and choose the resume so like mm-hmm. and build it right but you shouldn't have it all in like one resume so yeah. that it makes it four pages long yeah. you know from like 2016 to 2018 from 2018 to 2022 you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's too much but also because we're going in the digital age should people bring physical resumes i mean yeah. i was always yeah i, I was, was raised on like a portfolio coming with you too if you're like working in an industry where you need material like to show your work like having a portfolio having a resume because like you just never know but again, that also comes down to like your interviews in person or online as well. Yeah, I think it's a lot better for them to say we don't accept physical copies than you not do it at all. Exactly, it's better for them to like not want it than you not have it. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. How do you feel about that, Clara? Are you still um, bringing physical resumes, or are you just letting it be digital? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I forget. But I find it funny because like you'll like let's say you're forget and you're like oh I don't have it and they're like don't worry i got it here for when you sent it to them online and i'm like why do i need to bring the physical copy then mm-hmm. that's my question but like i usually do but sometimes i will like forget or be like well they have the copy there i have had an incident where i did an online job application the interview was in person and then i brought all the extras like an- another resume another cover letter my portfolio and they had lost everything like they didn't know where like they didn't have my resume on hand they were like oh shoot i forgot and i was like well it's okay i brought an extra Mm. and that happened to me once and i was like i'm prepared so even though we're in this digital age going back to what clara said i think at least from when i was growing up with like in these like business courses in high school and like again like through college or whatever the importance of a resume is like i guess more of a like creative piece of paper Mm -hmm. right so like if your resume is more so creative and i'm not saying like you need to like like, the cvs though the what the cvs cvs what's a cv a cv versus a resume or a cover letter oh 
Like, what have is you a seen CV? a CV? No, I don't know what a CV uh, is. It's, uh, it's more in marketing and stuff. And okay. so it's it's slightly different, I'm pretty sure. I forget the exact terminology. I can double check. But um, it's like a resume, but it's, it's something meant to be more flashy. So it's like oh. meant to look good. Yeah. And like be more visually appealing if I'm Well, correct. see, exactly. So that's that's my point, right? At least when I create resumes, like I'm not saying I need to use all oh, the colored ink. Oh, it's curriculum vitae. Okay. That's what it stands for. But apparently, oops, it's like, um, yeah, it's something different. But it's like a new thing. Like it's been a thing when I was doing a different job. And it's, um, uh, yeah, it's just flashier. The difference between them, however, include the length of each, your experience, your type of career you're applying for, and the geographic lo- location. Mm. So I think I'm pretty sure, like I was saying, like CVs are meant to be more like I'm pretty sure visually appealing and like strength, short strength and weaknesses. Based yeah, like maybe? and short and concise. Okay. Whereas a resume is meant to be more like documented. This is all the pieces. Okay. If I'm correct, I could be wrong because I'm also literally just googling it right now. Yeah, so when we were in <laughs> business class, there are certain ways to make your resume stand out, right? And so oh, I never think mind. it's the other way. The the way that I create my resume again is like I want to hone in. Like you do not need to like have mm-hmm. colored ink and make it flashy. However, you can just print it black and white and then like color it yourself. Um, I know that cert- like when I was in business in high school one of the tips was like if you highlight the corner of the pages and make a border around it now that's gonna look really funky on a resume i'm not gonna lie but if you make your resume stand out when people are flipping through pages of resumes that one's pretty in blue yeah exactly you want to make it stand out so Mm -hmm. like you can even do this with canva using canva Canva. to make your your things like that's some no that's genuinely what i love you canva we love canva shout out um, but no, when I was in my marketing program, right. I swear the amount of times they're like, use Canva if you need to for this. Like if it's like a quick, mm-hmm. like pretty, like it makes something pretty really fast. And so you can take your stuff that you've made in a normal resume and then take it, put it in this beautiful like layout. Right. And it looks good. Also, yeah, like I was saying, I was wrong. CVs are longer and it's because it literally stands for uh, curriculum vitae means course of life. So it's literally meant to detail all of your life. A work. resume. No, that CV. CVs? That's oh, CV. Okay. It's supposed to be like, this is oh, everything. And it okay. says, um, as might be expected, um, it lays out the course of your life. Um, it is a lot longer than a resume. A CV can easily extend past two page limits. Um, your resume is considered a brief summary of your work experience. The CV is a complete rundown of your career. So if they're asking for a CV, it's like, give me everything. Okay. So I don't know if that's something to, like, also go out of your way and prepare is, like, have your resume, which is a shortened version for, like, this job, and then have your CV, which is your entire history, which might be something to do. I don't know. I've personally never done that, but now that I've looked into it, it kind of makes sense because when I was switching jobs for, like, a filler, Mm -hmm. I switched to a different career. Like, it was, like... I was doing something completely different. So I went from this to like customer service. And I was like, I don't have customer service on my resume anymore. I can phrase a lot of the like jobs I have done as customer service because like really anything working with people is like customer service. But I don't want to do that personally. I have experience. Might have been four years ago, three years ago, but I have experience. 
Um, so having like that full breakdown and being like, ah, there it is. Put it in your resume. That's now a customer service, like sales kind of thing. And then putting that up, that would be way easier. So I don't know if that would make everything easier, having a CV. Because then you can just pull pieces when you want it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's... Maybe it, that's a tip. It sounds a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you have all of it somewhere, technically, right? Like, you would still have your old experience somewhere. Right. And then that way, now your resume that we've been talking about that has everything, kind of, it's now considered, I guess, a CV once you've worked long enough, I guess, because at some point it becomes long enough to be a CV. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Because they're realizing a lot of people are now not working one job their entire career. People are changing. So I'm assuming this is a new thing because I was talking with a lot of people who are older than me in my career. And they're like, oh, yeah, like I worked this job. I retired from this job. Maybe I had one switch in between or like they realized like, oh, halfway through their career, this wasn't for them. And they switched once. But now people change careers all the time. I'm 26. And in the past, like three to four years, I've had probably seven different jobs. Mm, Sort of somewhere in that number, like somewhere between five to seven or something because of the fact that like we're we're there are so many new careers available. Right. That I'm like, I don't know what I want to do. And I'm exploring and I'm trying different jobs. And like a lot of a big trend that's happened in the past couple of years is changing from like um, permanent positions to contract position. Right. And a lot of people are doing that. So which leaves a lot of us younger staff that weren't already in a permanent position floundering to find jobs and only being able to have a job for like term amounts. So like a year, two years, five years, months, you don't know. But it's like that then also leads to you having a million different jobs on your resume because you're like, I'm already out of this job. I have to go find a new one. Yeah, circling back to the resume and I guess the breakdown of your strengths and weaknesses on the resume, I really like what you both said in regards to like turning your weakness into a strength. And I think, sorry, I do want to like circle back to it because I do think like it, it's it is very important to just make sure that your weaknesses are still like your strength you know what i mean clara but do you put your weaknesses on your resume uh maybe i've never done that i don't think so but i mean sorry no you do that in the interview (laughs) i mean like i loop back a couple questions but i do agree with you i was like uh i yeah i still really think like trying to find a positive way to flip your weaknesses because every weakness you have is a strength like I may be like, oh, I'm really not good at like well, I think that that's... being social all the time. Right. But that doesn't mean I'm not social. It means I'm like, I need to take breaks. But I might find other ways to work harder. Right. So I think when I said let's circle back, I was talking about how embellishing a resume, I guess I was more so like embellishing, oh, embellishing in an interview question. Oh. And so, Clara, how do you feel like embellishing your weaknesses? Uh, I just do it in a way where you take something that's more of a positive, but you make it seem like it's your weakness. Like I'll, I always go with people pleaser Mm -hmm. because it can be a weakness because you can, you can be taken advantage of or whatever, but it's also a strength because it shows that you just want to make people happy. No, exactly. Yeah. How about you, Emily? What's your? I'll 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 give one for myself, I guess. 
Um, I would say a weakness that I have, and you can tell me how to embellish it, is, um, I guess, understanding, I wouldn't say empathy, but understanding the other viewpoint of the conversation. So, like, when someone says, like, oh... Actually, I don't even know where I'm going with this question. I can give you one. Are you following? Okay, good. Um, so one thing I actually do in interviews sometimes is I, I, I say to the person, I'm like, one of my strengths is that I'm a type A personality, mm-hmm. which means I'm very organized. And then I sit there, and then when I'm like, and then, as of my weaknesses, I'm a type A personality, which also has its drawbacks in the fact that I am very, like, I have set ways of doing things, but... I also then counteract it. So then I'm also like, though I have, because I've already told the pros in the first half where I'm like, I'm a type A, I'm very hardworking, I have certain ways I like doing things, but my second then pro is like, or strength or whatever is also the fact that I'm really good at working on the fly or I'm empathetic or whatever. And then I then try and like balance it out so that I'm like, oh, this was a pro and it is a con because in most things it is. Mm -hmm. Like I might be, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like a, like a weakness i'm like i don't know i'm disorganized maybe being disorganized though is because your brain works in a different way and so you're like i am may seem disorganized to others but to myself everything makes sense so i've been told i'm disorganized but to me it makes perfect sense and i think there was a study a lot of disorganized people are like better in fast-paced environments because so many things are happening they have a certain system that actually works better for them right than any other system that has been like established in a business or in a place or in a workplace because i know i was watching a tiktok of someone recently and they're like my mess my desk might be messy but it works for me and i run off sticky notes but i can pull a sticky note and be able to function okay whereas to other people they need to like have a list and to other people they might just know what they're doing but for this person sticky notes works best does it look chaotic all over the desk yeah but you know exactly where that sticky note you wrote is, which is still works as long as they get the job done. I don't know. Do you have any last minute conversations, Clara, about the resume interview questions, pros, cons, weaknesses, strengths? Uh, not really. You guys kind of touched on it all. We touched on it, but I meant like, do you do you have any like last minute thoughts? concerns <laughs> i can't think of any right now to be honest no i think we all did great do you have any last minute you know hurrahs for the listeners emily you can do it <laughs> you can do just it do you're it. gonna just get the your job. mind <laughs> wait what is it put your make your dreams a reality just do it oh is that the what's i don't know face? shia labeouf shia La- yeah. but uh i just i feel like Finding your niche, knowing what you need for that job, mm-hmm. and then kind of focusing on that. So, like, if you're going into a career career path, make everything you do a little bit of, like, have you said, have, like, your personality in it. Um, and, like, have that creativity, but also, like, know your target market because it's like you're marketing yourself. So, just do what you need to do, but also try. Like, I know some people who have not prepared for interviews at all or just go to interviews just to get the job, and they're like, I still get it. Because they need people, but I didn't prepare or do anything. I just kind of answered, and I'm like, okay, but 
sure. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just try, prepare, do your best, show your personality, know how to flip your weaknesses into strengths because oftentimes they are. Exactly. And I think, not to cut you off, but like, it's highly, like, you're not going to walk into an interview with, I don't have any weaknesses. Right? Like, people are going to look at you and they're going to automatically end the interview. No. Like your weakness is you came into th- us this thinking that <laughs> right so i think that it's important to not be crazy naive and think that you don't have any weaknesses because like you were saying like your weaknesses are still strengths but there are still weaknesses but they're still because weaknesses. it's something that could not be beneficial maybe to this job and like you're allowed to have those weaknesses right like that doesn't make you a bad person and like it's not going to, like, turn you down from the next interviewee that gets interviewed, right? And honestly, owning up to your weaknesses is actually a big strength as well. So, like, they'll take that into fact. They'll be like, oh, my gosh. They're so honest. They're so hardworking. They're trying to overcome this weakness. They know they have a weakness. They're not confident and over cocky. Like, that's a strength. Right. And I can – yeah, exactly. So, like, when I was working at the hotel and I was doing my interview – and they were like, well, what's one of your weaknesses? And I was like, well, I'm, like, really friendly. And so, like, that's like, can be used as a weakness, right? Because if I talk to the wrong person, then they'll think that I'm, like, fake and buttering them up and just, like, fake. Just, like, I'm, like, you're not that, you're that, you're like, not that kind in real life. Personality is not as real as you think it is. Like, yeah. Like, they'll think it's not real, and then, therefore, that leads to problems. So, exactly. And so, like, when I was having this interview, I was like, well, I'm, like, really friendly. So, like, that's a really big weakness in the sense of, like, it can be interpreted as fake or, like, not real. And then the interviewee. Because not everyone is that way. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it can come up. Right? And so she was like, oh, well, I never thought of it. Like, yeah, okay. Well, how do you want to fix that? And I was like, you know, like, allowing layers of kindness to a person so like yeah. if i'm getting too friendly like maybe touch it back yeah or, like, if you like notice they're a little yeah. overwhelmed you're just like okay i will back up five steps and give you really just air. looking at eye contact <laughs> and maybe like eyebrows <laughs> yeah 100 percent. i feel that yeah and that's it that's a perfect example of taking the strength like a weakness and making it a strength because like to others it might seem like a strength oh he's super friendly but it's like you're like no i've seen some things it can oh my God. Also okay, this is going to be off topic, but like when I was working at Tim Hortons, let me get off topic with y'all. It was like I had this person and they were like, they like, they came up to the cash register and they were like, why are you so happy? And I was like, I don't know. I just woke up and decided to be this way. Like, but like the tone that they were giving me was like, you're not like, this isn't like. This isn't what I want from you. (laughs) You're exactly like, this isn't real. Like, you're not ever like this. And so like this person did become a regular and they were like, oh, okay, this is not fake. And like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm telling this story, though, because like you're not here to please everyone. Mm -hmm. And like. I remember, like, another side, like, there were some bad stories at Tim Hortons in the sense of, like, homophobic and people just, like, walking in and just being, like, completely rude to me. But, like, you're not here to please everyone. And I think that it's important once you realize that you can't please everyone. On that note, like, also with a job, knowing your own worth still at the end of the day. So, like, not, like, obviously everyone needs a job and you sometimes just have to suffer through some things, but also, like, 
knowing your limits on like things like that like it might not be the job itself but like people who come into the job because mm-hmm. like that's like and also being able to like do that but that's a whole other topic but also knowing your worth like if you go into a job interview though like in there like some of these things aren't sounding quite up to your speed and you're like i don't really feel comfortable with some of these things you're telling me right now having that like don't take a job just so you have a job but you can also like you can still do it but also like being that like know that you are okay to not or even tell them that yeah like that you're not comfortable with something and i think like following up on that i think that like again it goes into like not fast pacing and going rushing through the interview process right i want i think that if you feel uncomfortable with the situation maybe let them know at the end of the interview can i take time to get back to you like yeah. is it you know what's the like expectation on me responding to your offer if i do receive one? exactly right because if, uh-huh. if it's like i need to know immediately it's like well no you don't i need to have time to think about my offer right exactly because a lot of people a lot of the times we ask oh what time am i going to hear back from you right at the mm-hmm. end of the interview and it's like but you're it, that goes both ways yeah so like if you're uncomfortable with like what emily was saying like if you're uncomfortable with something don't just do it because mm-hmm. it's a paycheck right like this is a job right and like if you're gonna put yourself into like someone who is like sexually harassing you at the workplace or like giving you uncomfortable stares like 24 or is allowing other people like employees or customers or someone in that sort to do that to you and they're okay with it that's not okay then why do the interview in the first place right it's you're wasting your time and it's just you're making yourself uncomfortable and you're really just putting yourself down and you deserve so much more the best yeah no 100 percent i think yeah so i think main point of all of this is knowing your self-worth which leads to self-confidence in the interviews um because again at the end of the day we are in a buyer's market of jobs right now there are more jobs than there are people applying for jobs and so at the end of the day like know your value know your worth in that same sense know exactly how you can appeal to that job right like i feel like it all comes down to that because right now there's more jobs than there are people because of the fact of the recent like everything going on and retirements and all that stuff because the like world we live in was built for more people working than Mm -hmm. we have right now so just know your worth um don't settle but also like work hard to get the job that you want and like it'll pay off and remember you're amazing Mm -hmm. Uh even though you have weaknesses (laughs) (laughs) even superman has a weakness kryptonite yeah so i think that this has been a lovely conversation with you ladies as always oops sorry i'm getting tangled with my microphone um i just wanted to shout out clara shout out emily you're both sick and you're fighting through this interview process tremendously how did we do did we get the job you got the job you're hired (laughs) you so thanks for listening to the podcast everyone um you'll see us here you know we're not we're not going not yet maybe season three do you know how many people have been asking no they have been asking literally the viewers have been asking they're like when are you guys doing a video podcast i guess we're just like really energetic and we're like really it's really fun to talk yeah really fun to talk educate you know and also learn that's why we enjoy the responses yeah Mm -hmm. yeah we're allowed to have feedback oh 100 percent 
everyone has a difference of opinions. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we love you. You love us. We're going to see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks and for being here. This is not- so much fun, Clara, again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not the next episode, but the episode after will be our Valentine's episode. So you do have to wait one more episode, but then we're going to do the Valentine's episode. And that's where the Ooh. juicy gossip comes. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully the snow goes away because we're over yes. it. We live in Canada. What do you mean? I don't want it here anymore. <laughs> He's just ready for the Valentine hair. <laughs> I, oh, my Valentine's hair. Hi, Tia. If you're listening, I'm going to come find you. <laughs> I know. I want to figure out a way to do something cute. Maybe I'll add that tinsel in. I don't know. Something spicy. But get excited. Get ready. I was going to say something about Cupid, but I, it like, you know, it floated away. <laughs> <sighs> just like Cupid. Oh, <laughs> thanks for listening to us. And you can find us everywhere on the internet. Clara, do you want to tell us where we can find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram. I think it's Clara Allison with three N's. Perfect. And how about you, Emily? Um, you can follow my <laughs> Instagram. Uh, I have a. You have a new tech one. Yeah, tell I have a gaming uh, gaming Instagram. I'm gonna. I have to figure it out. It's new. Um, While she so does that, is... I'm Robert Love Lamp everywhere, as everyone knows. All right, it's a lot. It's really long, but it's Olivia underscore Atlas underscore Rose. I love it. Perfect. And you can find her tech tech content. I was looking. Yeah, for the it's word. Uh, so I love to play video games. It's one of my favorite things to do, uh, and so I thought might as well share it with the world, get some, make some friends who also love to do it. So if you like video games, specifically console, uh, hit me up. Let me know if you want to talk, play some games. We love playing video games. All three of us, we all play video games together regularly. So that's a whole other conversation. Whole other thing. Maybe we yeah. should have a talk about that sometime. <laughs> we'll have a conversation about video games. We love it. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to the podcast, everyone. And we will not prolong this ending as <laughs> fast as it is slowly going. <laughs> Remember, be different, be you, be happy.